Hello, hello. You're listening to Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. And my dog just busted the door down. I don't know how he got in. <laughs> You're going to keep going. Funny. I'll put Charlie out. <laughs> okay. Today we're talking about um, homeschool hours. So I live in a state where you are required by law to keep your homeschool hours. Um, Beth does not live in a state where you're required to keep your homeschool hours. Some states require homeschool days. Some states require homeschool hours. Some states don't require either of, the, either of those, but require other things. So we kind of wanted to cover the topic of getting in homeschool hours or homeschool days and what that can look like. Because I think that people get stuck in the idea that homeschool hours mean means that your children are sitting and working on a curriculum for those hours or that day or whatever. And that's not necessarily what it has to look like. In my state, you have to have a thousand hours per year. And the year goes from July 1st until July, until June 30th. How you get those hours is up to you. So you do have to keep samples just like you do in most states. Um, you know, you're going to keep a portfolio, especially once you get to high school, that becomes, you know, more important. Um, because you're going to want that for, you know, your child going to college. They may need to see that. Um, whatever. So you, if your state requires a portfolio or not, it's important once you're in high school, but getting in those hours and how you cover the topics, how you cover the subjects that your state may require, how you cover the hours that your state can require. It can look very different. So we're just going to like chat about that pretty quick today. And, um, you know, kind of talk about how we don't, we don't need to have our kids sitting and doing book work all day just to get their hours. So regardless of what your state requires, as far as, as far as hours or days, you can still get them through fun ways. So for us, that means a lot of, you know, as usual, you've heard us talk about this so many times, hands-on activity-based learning to still cover those hours. I can write down hours that have to do with, um, you know, say, say we're talking about social studies. Those can be documentaries. They can be books like History of Young Americans or Reading the Who Was series, um, the My America series. We can make posters like we talked about in our last episode. Like if you're studying Henry Ford and your kids make a poster, you know, about the first car that can go towards history and, you know, they're learning. That's the important thing. Um, you can be making food, clothes, games, music, pottery, whatever from a particular time or place in history. You can go to the history museums um, or a place of historical value. You can watch a historical show or documentary. All of those things count toward history hours. Hi, Beth. Right. Yeah. Hi, sorry. I, <laughs> it's I okay. You're back. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but you can meet those in so many different ways. It doesn't mean your child has to sit down and do a, a history curriculum or a social studies curriculum for a certain amount of hours every right. day, whatever. Obviously, we want you to be following your state laws. But if your state law says you need a thousand hours in this calendar year, you know, from, for, for example, like my state, July 1st through June 30th, that doesn't mean you have to sit and do a thousand hours of sit down curriculum. Right. At all. Like, right. And like, I don't know if we already covered this, but, um, but like if you're, if, if they are listening to an audiobook on history, mm -hmm. 
that entire hour or whatever amount of time yeah. they're listening, or if you're on a road trip and they're listening to for three hours, yep. that counts as three hours. It, yes. it doesn't mean they have to sit and write for three hours or, right. or do like a workbook for three hours. Listening to an audiobook for three hours counts. Like, so just, yes. just remember, like try and get in that mindset of, um, all these things are there. It's the time clock ticking when you're, yeah. when they're doing something that's like a learning thing or even building Legos can count mm-hmm. like, anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know what you already good. covered. So I'm so sorry. No, that's, <laughs> I just, I just mentioned like talking about social studies. I figured we could give some ideas mm-hmm. for each subject just to okay. make it easy. So yeah. I was, so options for math, Legos are great for math, engineering, you know, anything like that. Um, chess strategy games, there's tons of math apps that you can do that oh, yeah. are free. Like that's an easy way. Like if my kids, you know, get done with something and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not quite ready for you to be done for the day. You can, you can get on your math game. They think yeah. it's a game, but they're just learning math. You can get on your math game for half an hour or whatever. And then I log that half an hour that they were on their math game. Yeah. Cooking, um, measuring. Yes. Baking is a great one, especially because like we do a lot of baking and we like to like, okay, we're going to quadruple the recipe. Let's do the mm-hmm. fractions on every single thing that's going to, you know, need to be quadrupled. Right. You have to set the temperature of the oven. Yes. And then you have to time how long it's cooking. Like yeah. all those things are all numbers. They're all math. Yeah. Sure. Um, going to the grocery store is an easy one for math. You know, comparing prices, comparing price per ounce, um, comparing food labels. That can be great for math because you can talk about grams and ounces and, you know, what calories and fat and whatever. Um, distances, speeds, those are, you know, good ones for when, when you're in the car. Um, doing things like polling and graphing is great for math too. So like you could be like, okay, today at park, you're going to, you're going to make a little poll about everybody's favorite ice cream flavor. And then they go home and, you know, they go to park day and they poll everybody and then they go home and make a graph about it. Um, there's even math shows. Like there are some cool shows that have to do with math and learning about math. Um, The sponsor of today's podcast is actually me, Beth, the co-host of Peaceful Homeschool Podcast and the author of the book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe. It's a book to help you learn how to homeschool without losing your mind. It's currently available on Amazon and soon will be available on Audible if you prefer to listen to books. You can find the link to the book in the show notes or on homeschoolvibe.com. While you are there, you can sign up to receive the free printable weekly homeschool tracker. Thank you for supporting the Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Let's get back to the show. Okay, English, language arts, reading. What are some of your favorite ways for those besides just reading? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, store, like having the kids tell stories talk yes. about, you know, funny things that they like or funny things that happened to them, or even just even communicating, um, what they did that day. I mean, that mm-hmm. might sound silly, but for them to be able to articulate and, and communicate stories back. Um, and then audiobooks is one of our favorite things. I know that's reading, but it's different than, yeah. No, um, yeah. and, um, also we've watched movies after we've read the books, mm-hmm. um, the goal. And I think that goes along with it because you can see how and discuss how the movie took it a different direction or um and what they liked or didn't like about the plot being changed um or whatever things like that yeah 
Yeah, like comparing and contrasting how the how yeah. the book was different. And sometimes like we've been able to watch plays in person or online. Oh yeah. So like person. watching the play, the movie and reading the book, like that's a fun way to, that we do for a fun thing we like to do for unit studies, but then comparing and contrasting all those, you can count it for language arts, which language arts. Um and what you mentioned too about talking to your kids about things or them telling stories because creating stories, telling stories that counts for language arts. But keeping in mind that if you're writing those things down, you're getting those hours in a state like mine where you are counting hours. Just make sure you're writing down those things. Don't just go, oh, we didn't really do any school today because we didn't do any sit down work. Oh, but we did do Mad Libs for an hour and everybody was dying laughing. And then we watched a you know documentary together. So we were able to count that for history. Like all these things. Somebody was asking recently about um, like their child learning to read. And I was like, oh gosh, you definitely don't want to pressure your child to learn how to read, but you can do so many fun things that have to do with it. And so one of my suggestions, which I've done parts of speech for this, for my kids, um, like do them on, do pairs of them on index cards and hide them throughout the house. And you give them one and you say like, okay, this word is the. And then they have to search the whole house to find the other the. Well, guess what? It's learning. You get to count it. Like Schoolhouse Rock, that's a great one for language arts. And, you know, like those crazy videos that go on with Schoolhouse Rock. Um, what about science? What's your fun, some of your fun science things? Let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. I'm trying to think because we just talked about on another ep uh, episode, just all the unit studies. So in my head, my brain went to unit studies. Yes. Um, but, um, but in those unit studies that we did talk about, um, like there are so many different ways, like there's museums, there's, um, uh, there's the audio, again, audio books. I, we love audio books. Um, yeah. there's videos to watch, like the, on, especially for science, like on earthquakes, volcanoes, um, yes. all these different topics, there's nature videos and, um, there, and those all count. Like you got to remember, like when you're in public school, if that's where you went, I'm sure in private school as well, they would show yeah. videos on earthquakes. They would show yeah. like, you know, on the old reels, whatever, <laughs> yeah. depending on how old you are. <laughs> old, really um, old reels. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they, they showed movies in there too. And that counts in the state as, as, yes. as school hours. So you've got to remember not, not discount those things and think they yeah. don't count. Like, so, um, movies, documentaries, computer games. Um, my son really liked, um, a physics one, um, that he, he loved, um, uh, there was a site in the, he, on this computer game, he would like, you could take like a, a round shape or whatever, and then 
do all these different things and see if it would work and it would line up. And if the ball could roll down a certain thing, it would, it would, if it didn't Uh work, he could try again and he could keep messing with it. And there's all sorts of different things to, to do in different tools. And, you know, there's so many things. (laughs) Yeah. And like their science experiments, like you can do science experiments. I don't want people thinking that they are reserved for high schoolers taking biology or oh, physics no or chemistry. No, we've done like, them since my kids were like toddlers. So exactly, like so many cool ways to learn through science experiments. You can do, you know, different science projects. You can grow plants or animals. You can draw about the changes that that you see in your plants that are growing. Um, you can write about it. Um, you can make slime which is polymers. So you're talking about making polymers and you can do, you know, make the slime in lots of different ways and experiment with whether it works or doesn't work. Um, and then look up, you know, polymers and talk to your kids about them while they're doing it. You can do the Mentos and Diet Coke experiment, which that is another fun one to try with different types of sodas and with trying to find different ways to get the Mentos to fall into the um, drink really fast because then it changes whether you get a, you know, like a taller burst of soda or not. Um, Solar cooking, that's a fun one. Experimenting with magnets, that's super easy to do around your house without like, you know, a bunch of extra equipment. Um, The, you know, experiments like the color changing celery where you put the celery with some leaves or or like some people do a carnation into Mm -hmm. some food dye and just watching how you know, foods get their, or foods get their plants, how plants get their food and their energy. Um, you can dissect a mushroom. You can do the naked egg experiment. Oh my gosh, my kids love the naked egg experiment so much. In fact, my now 18 year old just asked me again, like if we could do the naked egg experiment again, cause it's so much fun. And it's like, you're basically just like putting it in vinegar and the shell dissolves. And then you just have like a naked egg. And then we, we do things like we dye it. Um, or we do several of them. We'll be like dying some of them. We've frozen it before. We've done so many cool things with that. And then you can write about, you know, or draw about the changes in it. Um, geology and rocks, you know, obviously you can go out and learn about geology and rocks. You can be collecting rocks and then classifying them. That's super easy to do. Um, we've made an edible cell out of jello with like different candies in it. We've looked at things through microscopes, you know, like the vascular system of leaves. Um, yeah, like the science. Me, go ahead. Uh, looking up on Pinterest, like um, kid ex- science experiments. Um, and then mm-hmm. our favorite thing is we had this book. We still have it, but I don't think it's in print anymore. But it was like a thousand yeah. and one um, kid science experiments by this uh-huh. mad scientist guy. And they were all almost everything in that in that experiment book. And each page was a different experiment. Every single thing was something we w- could have at home. Like it was it yeah. was not like you had to order chemicals or do anything right. weird. And my kids yeah. love they still like that book. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, and it was written really funny. Anyway, sorry, I yeah. interrupted. But no, that's good. Um, no, but you mentioned science museums earlier. And like it's. You know, some people feel weird, like, oh my gosh, can I count five hours because that's how long we're at the science museum? Yes, yes, yeah. you can count five hours because your kids were learning about science for five hours unless they, like, you handed them your phone and they were just sitting on your phone the whole time, which hopefully not. You talked about it on the way home and you talked about yes. what you liked about it. That counts yep. also. If you yep. if they if they get to communicate what they learned to you, that's yeah. that's like, you know, that, that's that counts. Yeah, and then if you go, oh, hey, we were learning about, like, one time at a museum, um, 
my kids were like dissecting jellyfish or something like the cells of jellyfish. I don't know. But, um, that, but the cool thing is then when you go to something like that and then you go home and the next day you're like, Hey, let's look up more about jellyfish cells and let's talk about that. And then you're able to expand on that learning and count all of that as well, even though you didn't open your curriculum or your online, you know, program. Um, animals and nature are another one that people I think overlook for science, like nature journal journaling, you know, journaling about the changes in the weather the changes in the clouds, the changes in the trees and the leaves, like all of those things, whether you're, you know, you're drawing them or writing about them or whatever, you can count all of that. Um, sketching, like if you sit in the same spot several times throughout the year, say once a month, you sit in the same spot and you have your kids sketch or draw or paint or whatever, that same exact scenery all throughout the year, you can, you know, you can count that as science. You can talk about changes. You can note the weather. Like there's so many things that you can do having to do with science and so many amazing documentaries about animals and plants and geology and earthquakes and volcanoes. And you can count them all. They're all hours that you can write down. Um, so that's like the main, obviously the main ones, math, English, language arts, language arts and reading, science. But then there's lots of electives too. And so, for example, in my state, anything that's not like those quote unquote core um, subjects counts as an elective or or a non-core subject. But you can also count hours for that. And so there's so many cool things that you can do. For PE, it doesn't mean you have to have a PE routine that your children do standing in front of you every day to get hours for PE. It means they can go out riding their bike. They can go roller skating. They can be scootering. They can be jumping on the trampoline. They can be climbing on the monkey bars. Um, you know, it can be gymnastics class or karate class or swimming or whatever. All of those things count. You just need to write them down. Um, art can be so many things. It can be theater or voice or music or um, you know, doing actual art projects. It can be woodworking, um, metalworking, whatever. So many things can count for art. So you just be sure that you write those down if your child's doing them. I have a child that likes to sit and do like clay work all day long. Like I could count so many clay hours. I need, like it would take over all of our hours if I let it. Um, but you can count all of that. Mm -hmm. And then Life skills, too, are super important. Don't leave those out as far as counting. Um, you know, there are things that you can do. Obviously, if your kid is just doing the regular chores, that doesn't count. But if you are teaching your child a new chore, if you're teaching them how to refine their chore or their skill, if you're teaching them about auto mechanics, if you're teaching them about, like, um, home maintenance or, you know, kitchen skills or safety in the kitchen or whatever, like all of those things count. And so you're able to count all of those. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, even, even things um, like visiting an art gallery counts for non-core, seeing a concert or a play, practicing a musical instrument, sewing a costume, um, you know, for PE, things like if, you know, you're like, oh, it's so cold outside and, you know, we can't really do anything out, outdoors. Do a yoga video or an exercise video. Ch have your kids check your their heart rate before and after they exercise. 
you and then talk about it. You know, there's so many things you can talk about nutrition. There's so many things that you can count. So you just want to be sure you're like giving credit where credit is due and not undervaluing all the learning that happens mm-hmm. outside of textbooks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I think you mentioned it earlier, but playing games yeah, um, okay. can cover a lot of different subjects depending on the game. Yeah. yeah I mean, it often sure. covers reading and uh, math and, and all those uh, yeah. depending on the game. It can be history too. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and, and for reals and honestly, things like following instructions to build mm-hmm. a piece of furniture. Um, you know, there's so many things that you can count that if you just stopped and think about what were my kids learning today, like that's where you need to place your focus is what they were learning versus, you know, their schooling, quote unquote, because they're not always necessarily the same things. And you want to be sure you're not undervaluing the learning that they're doing and that you do count those hours. Yeah. And and otherwise it'll be stressful. Right. And I think also when you think about how many actual learning hours that are, are actually happening in public school, you should really let your stress level drop down because like, yeah. there's a lot of time when they're standing in line or waiting for their name to be called on roll or what all the admin stuff that needs to happen every day in the classroom yeah. or whatever it is. Like, I mean, I remember when I went to school in Utah and I was little, it was a big amount of time for the kindergarten teacher just to take all of our snow gear off when we walked in, you know? So <laughs> like that was a part of the day. <laughs> yeah. So there's, and there's recess and lunch and all that. So don't, um, don't beat yourself up and think that you have to, you know, you relax a little bit. <laughs> For sure. And like in my state, you're, you're not required to have a certain amount of hours in each um, subject, just as long as you have your thousand hours altogether, or your 600 core hours altogether. Um, but so even, I mean, even with that, sometimes I go, oh, it doesn't look like we have a lot of, you know, maybe we don't have a lot of science this month. Then I'll be like, okay, cool. We're going to do a science project. And then we're going to watch a video about a documentary about that, you know, whatever we were learning about. Oh, yeah. and then we're going to draw pictures about it, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, cool. I have like an extra 20 hours this week that are just science-based because I chose to do that. Right. And I mean, it's really easy to let yourself get stressed out about that or to worry about that, especially if you're new to homeschooling in a state where you are required to have days or you are required to have hours. Um like, honestly, we're telling you, like, all of these things can count and you can use them as your hours. You can use them to write down and not to, you know, under undervalue that learning that your kids are doing because the learning is there. You just need to count it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that probably covers it. I hope that helps. I There have been so many people asking about that. But, uh, you know, I feel like my first grader is only doing, you know, an hour a day of sit down work. And I'm like, and they're like, how are we going to get our hours? I'm like, oh my gosh, you can still get your hours in like a million other ways. So don't let that be like a stressful point or don't let that, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm failing my child. No, you're not. Just yeah. make sure as long as they're not like, you know, just playing video games all day long that don't have any learning value or, you know, doing right. nothing all day long. Yeah. They're learning. I'll um, link a homeschool tracker in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and it really can be helpful because you can just kind of jot down real easy, just jot down like little things you did. And as you see, when you recognize like, oh, this is, we listened to an audio book on the way to park day or whatever about yeah. history or whatever, you know, you can just jot it down throughout the week and you can total up your hours at the end of the week pretty easily when you actually 
can see it and you can, right. the more you jot it down, the more you're going to realize, oh, oh yeah, we do a lot of learning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, even if, you know, even if you are feeling like, oh my gosh, we don't have a, a lot of hours this month or whatever, because it's Christmas and, you know, we don't want to do a bunch of school this month or whatever. It's totally fine because as long as you're saying like, hey, I'm going to throw on an audiobook. I don't know about you, but we've gotten so many audiobooks that'll be like eight hours long. And my girls will be like, cool. They'll turn that on and they'll be playing Legos, mm -hmm. doing a craft, doing something else. And you can't double count it for both subjects. But I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just count it for reading. Or if it's on, you know, if it's of historical value, I'll be like, cool. I'm just going to count that for history. Like there's my eight hours of history, you know, spread out over three days or whatever. Like all those things are super easy to just like, you know, cool. Let's throw on a documentary. Let's throw on an audiobook. You know, let's play mm -hmm. a game that pertains to that subject. You can make it super fun without saying, well, now we have to sit down and do a million more hours of school, even though it's Christmas time. If you had an eight hour audiobook like you were talking about, could you mm -hmm. count it split up? Like if you can't count it double, yep. could you go like four hours of it is for language arts or whatever, and the other four could be source yes. history? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I was just exactly. Wondering. Yeah. As long as you don't double count, but yeah, you can split it however you want. And so even like if you go to a museum, you could be like, oh, well, I'm going to count this many toward, you know, this many hours toward, or say you went to the zoo. You could be like, cool, we're going to count three hours towards science and three hours toward PE or whatever. Or you can just count all six hours toward science. Cool. Okay. So hopefully that is helpful to you guys. Um, if you have other questions that you want us to address, please feel free to let us know so that we can kind of help you on your journey because we've been there and we know it can be scary and we know that you're all out there trying to do the best you can for your kids. So yeah, give credit where credit is due for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Relax. <laughs> and relax and be flexible, be flexible. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast and would like to help us to continue producing the show, the biggest thing you can do is to rate and share the show. If you can support the show financially with a small one-time donation or monthly support, you can find links to buy me a cup of coffee or Patreon in the show notes. Any little bit helps us to cover the monthly costs of the show. We are so grateful for you. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 